Welcome, and thanks for checking out the Living Word Family Church Sermon Podcast. Before we get to the message, we'd like to invite you to check out Living Word Family Church if you don't already have a church home. For more information, you can check out our website at livingwordfamily.org. Praise God. It's good to see you here today. It's good to be in church. Amen? Amen. Say this with me. This is the first day of the rest of my life. I choose to draw near to God because if I do, he said he would draw near to me. Amen. Amen. Well, it's good to be here again, and uh, I'm going to review everything that Pastor Scott has said from the first of the year, so get ready, get ready, get ready, right? No, I couldn't keep up with that, if, even if I tried. If, even if I listened to all the CDs from the beginning, I'd still say I have, couldn't do that. But I can talk to you about some things that are dear, near and dear to my heart. How many want to go on with God, amen? Not, not step back and not draw back, but draw into what he's got for you. Go further and further and further. How many of you know he has more for us than we can even imagine? Amen? Amen. So if you have a Bible, turn to Romans 12, chapter, Romans 12, 1 and 2. And uh, this is one of the most, I believe, one of the most important scriptures in the Bible. It's, there's so many of them that are so good. But it's one of the most important things to know that, hey, God has something planned for us for our life, a plan and purpose that is so far greater than anything we know for ourselves. But if we don't know it, <laughs> how many of you know if we don't know what somebody has for us, if somebody had given you a great inheritance somewhere and you didn't know about it, you could never redeem it, never have it, never do anything with it. Isn't that right? So, but he said in Romans 12, we'll look at verse 2 first, and I'll read verse 1 later. He says, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now, you may ask, does he not know anything else but Romans 12, 2? Well, listen, I'm going to preach it as long, as long as I can so I can get it. You didn't hear that. I'm going to preach it as long as I can so I can get it. Amen? It's one thing. We need to get it. We need to be transformed. How many of you know we're to be transformed out of our old life into the new life he has for us? How many of you know sometimes you can begin born again? How many of you know when you're born again that your spirit is made brand new? When I, got, when I gave my heart to Christ... Uh, for, <laughs> Boy, it's a long time ago now. Forty some years ago, in a hotel room on a uh, on a on a uh, in an old hotel room at ten till ten. Listen to Billy Graham after I'd been down having a few pops and a few things, you know, adult beverages. Man, I'll tell you what, there was nothing adult about those beverages. <laughs> I'd be sicker than a dog sometimes when I drank too many of the adult beverages. But you understand, it changed my spirit; became brand new. How many of you know you were made brand new? You were born again. Amen. But there now there's requirements if you want to go on with God. How many of you know when you were in the kindergarten, we got some teachers in here, kindergarten didn't help you to get to the 12th grade until you took all the grades between. Isn't that right? If you wanted to be an engineer today, if you wanted to be a, a chemical engineer, a, whatever, you, you can't stop along the way. You got to go through all the requirements to get there to get to that point where you know. But once, you know, I have a, we have, Sandy and I have a brother-in-law. He's 87 years old, and he was a metallurgist and a senior engineer at GE for years. 
And the one thing about Bob, Bob never stops learning. He's always doing something, always got his mind engaged with something going on. And you know what? It keeps him going. Amen. How many of you want to live long, live strong, and finish strong? All of us, isn't that right? But in order to do that, we got to continually, in the Amplified, it says, continually renew your mind. Say, a mind is a terrible thing to lose. Isn't that right? A mind is a terrible thing to waste. I mean, you know, we have the abilities to do great and mighty things on this earth, but if we waste our time and waste our energies, we'll never do anything. But Paul says... Paul says, hey, you've been made brand new, but now start doing something. You have a requirement. You go from the, uh, the, uh, out of the darkness into the light. How do you get out from the darkness into the light? You begin to renew your mind. Amen? Amen. It's a continual thing. I would like to think I know more and I'm striving to know more than I did 40 years ago when I asked Christ into my life. Isn't that right? And we should know more. I don't know where you're at as far as your salvation goes today, but you ought to be saying, I want more. You know, this church was born out of a group of people that got hungry for God and said, we want more. Isn't that right, Pastor Larry? Pastor began to, they used to go bowling, had bowling night. I don't know. Then they got to listening to some tapes down here at the old bowling alley. It's now Clingens, well, it used to be Clingens uh, Auction House, but now it's, I don't know what they're doing in there now. But then it got to be where they would listen to these tapes about the goodness of God and how God want, had more for them. How many of you know he has so much more for you? Amen? And they began to listen to these tapes, and they got hungry for God. How many of you know when you begin to taste and see that the Lord is good, you get hungrier and hungrier and hungrier? But you can also get to the place where you, don't, you forget all about how good it was. But they got to listen to the tapes, and the next thing you know, they're not bowling anymore. They ain't spending their money on bowling. They're listening to tapes. Then they move to somebody's house, and they begin to listen to these tapes over and over and over. And out of that was birthed this church. Now, some people along the way tasted a little bit. They're gone today. We're still here. Transformed by the renewing of your mind. Paul says writing to Christians there, is he not? He's writing to a group of people and said, hey, you got some of it, now get all of it. Renew your mind. Get your mind right. To live in God's will on earth, you must be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Amen? Amen. Now, don't get quiet on me now, because I have to come back there and preach to you, wherever you're at. But, but is, how important it is to continue to grow, continue to learn, continue. Do we know everything about God? No. We're going to be in heaven. We've been there 10,000 years, bright shining as a sun. No less days to praise his name than when we first begun. Because he's going to continue to show us things. We're going to continue to grow. We're, we're just starting out down here. We're in elementary school down here. Amen? Amen. But how, what do we need to know? Renewing the mind must to be lived like Christ and know his will. Why do bad things happen? Why do some people say, well, you know, these things go on in my life? Listen, if you give God part-time in your life, you're just going to get a part-time return. Isn't that true? And if you're looking for God every day, you've got to spend time with him every day. You've got to renew your mind to who he is and who you said you can be. Now, we know 
<laughs> that we're a three-part being. I'm gonna, some of, see, this is review for some, this is new for some, and this is refreshing for others, right? We are a three-part being. The Bible says we're made up of spirit, soul, and body. When God created us, we were created to live in our spirit, spirit to spirit. That's why Adam and Eve could walk in the garden with, with God and not be ashamed. Isn't that right? But once they fell, they became soulish. Now, the soul that the Bible tells us is made up, or theologians will agree, and, and made up of mind, your will, and your emotions. How many of you know that's where most people live? In your mind, your will, your emotions. And you're always going to go to your strongest thought. You're always going to demonstrate your strongest thought. You, you'll gravitate to whatever you're thinking about. Isn't that true? And where do you think? You think in your mind. But Paul said, in order to know the will of God, you've got to begin to renew your mind. Isn't that true? To have blessings, uh, God's blessings every day, we must have him in our life every day. Go turn to Hebrews 4.20 if you would. Or 4.12. For the word of God is living and powerful. Say the word of God is living and powerful. And sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. We're made up of three parts, spirit, soul, and body. Go to 3 John 2. Now, this is the great apostle John that uh, was, <laughs> was burnt in oil was, and, and banished to the Isle of Patmos. And yet, he, wrote the, he had the greatest revelation of Jesus Christ that any, any man has ever had. We read it in the book of Revelation. But in 3 John 2, he says this. Beloved. Now, he's talking to who? The, the believers, right? He's talking to us today. We're considered the beloved, right? Because we've accepted Jesus Christ. We're now in the kingdom of God. We've left the kingdom of darkness, but we want to live in the kingdom of light. But he says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things. Say, it's God's will that I prosper in all things. And be in health just as your soul, say soul, prospers. Your, your soul's not prospering, guess what? You won't prosper. Isn't that right? That's, the, that's just the, the truck, crux of it. He was the oldest apostle. He laid his head on Jesus' breast, and yet here's the one that says, hey, you've got to renew your mind. You've got to live right. You've got to renew your soul. You've got to prosper in your soul in order to prosper in life. And if we don't, guess what? We won't. Just as your soul prospers, so will your life prosper. In, in Matthew 12, 35, I'll just read it. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things and an evil man out of the treasure of e uh, brings forth evil things your soul's going to prosper <laughs> you will prosper when your soul's going to prosper guess what you're the same person wherever you go whether you go to church whether you go home whether you're in your marriage whether you're on the job whether you're in the workplace guess what if your soul is prospering <laughs> guess what you'll rise to a higher level and your marriage will be better. Your workplace will be better. 
your life in, 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 in general will be better, will it not? When your soul is prospering. But when it's not, why do bad people, people do bad things? Because their soul's not prospering. They're thinking bad things. Things don't just automatically happen. Well, I, I just got up and I just figured I'd do something bad today. No, you, you were thinking about doing something bad. And you'll go towards your most dominant thought. So what do we have to do? We have to get our soul lining up with what the Word of God says. Now, here's, here's the thing. How do, how do we prosper? How do we get our soul to prosper? Well, he tells us the answer right here in verse 3. For I rejoice greatly, brethren, when brethren came and testified of the truth. That is, just as you walk in the truth. Amen? Your soul will begin to prosper when your truth what did the Bible say? Thy word is truth. This church was birthed out of a, a, a group of people that had a passion for what? The word of God. It didn't get here just because they had a, a bright idea. Pastor Larry had a bright idea. No, he had the word of God, and it was truth. Began to prosper in his soul. And then he began to get the call of God to do something else and go to Ramah. And the next thing you know, here we are. Coming alongside with that truth aren't we aren't you glad that somebody had the the, the guts to get up and tell you the truth we hear all about fake news today and there is a lot of fake news but the truth trumps everything truth trumps fact truth uh truth trumps fake news isn't that true but he says you'll prosper he says i was so glad when i heard that you were taking in the truth now the Bible says in John 17, 17, Jesus said, sanctify them by your word. So if we're, they know the truth, we got to know what? The word of God. Isn't that true? If we don't know the word of God, guess what? We're not going to prosper in our soul. Can you say amen? When you walk in truth, your soul will prosper and you'll be transformed and find out the perfect will of God for your life. I've had people... We've had people, I should say Pastor Larry and Scott and others, Pastor Scott, have had people say, I just don't know the will of God for my life. Well, you need to read the will of God. Amen? Amen. Amen. If you can think of nothing else, go, go over to the Great Commission. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. <laughs> well, that's his will? Yeah, it's for you and me both. Don't have to be standing up here. Your life, as we've, we use now... Uh, Live, live the gospel, preach the gospel. Amen? Your life is a testimony. Your life is a, a way of preaching the gospel. But we're all preachers of reconciliation, and you say, well, I don't know the will of God for my life. Well, you may not know the specific will. When Pastor Larry and Pam went to Ramah, it took some time to find out they were supposed to go to Ramah, but they knew they were supposed to be doing something for God. Amen? They were going to live for God. They, want, they were decide, you know, and God will show you as you draw close to him and you get in the truth of God, he'll show you everything you need to do. How many of you know that, that regardless of how long you've lived, there's still more will to fulfill? Amen? Amen. But if you don't renew your mind, you'll never get to find out what it's like. Now, over in John, this is the same apostle that wrote uh, John 3 that we just read in. And it, it sounds similar to that. John chapter 8, verse 31 and 32. I'll get there in a minute. Thanks, Johnny. Appreciate you doing that, brother. Amen. How many of you know we need these young people doing stuff? 
Amen? Seriously. Encourage your young child to get busy in doing something in the church. If they get busy in the church doing it while they're young, they won't be out there flailing around, running off when they get older. Amen? John 8, 31. Jesus said to them, those Jews who believed on him, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Amen. What's abide? It means live in it. Paul said it, you'll know the will of God by you transforming and by renewing your mind. Does that stop once we, once we get born again and we, we're going to church now? No. It's the part we get to do now for on and on and on forever. See, I must renew my mind in order to prosper. See, and you know the good thing about God, he is no respecter of persons. That's what I love about him. Now, we are. We know that. <laughs> we all like, we have people we like more than others, and we got, you know, our homies, and we got our friends, and we got all this other stuff. But he's no respecter of persons. He said, if you'll draw nigh to me, I'll draw nigh to you. Amen? If you'll read my word and get, get serious about God and about me, I'll show you great and mighty things. Well, God, you don't understand where I came from. Oh, he knows where you came from. Amen? He knows what you did in, your, in the darkness. I mean, you know, he wants us to get out of the darkness. My dad used to tell me I didn't listen to him. Most of the time. He said, nothing ever good happens after 10, 11 o'clock at night. Come on home, son. We, we kind of told some girls that, I think. We need to tell our kids. Don't let your kids do whatever they want to do. You help them. Amen? But he said, nothing ever good. Well, if you've ever been, you know, I go to the hospitals every once in a while, 1, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the morning. I'm so glad to get out of town. <laughs> you got cars speeding through the, down the streets. You got people hanging out in crowds. You got ambulances going every which way. I think, is there anybody sane out here? You know? But you got to get away from that stuff. And how do you get your mind renewed? You get it renewed by the Word of God. You can't go around what you used to do. You don't have a lot of Christians today unfortunately, and I'm, I'm not trying to point any fingers, but you all know them. They get started out good, but they're a flash in the pan because they didn't renew their mind. We've had people in here time and again trying to help people. How many of you know we're supposed to help people? Love God, love people. You say, well, I love God, but I don't love people. Well, then you really don't love God because he loved us so much. He gave us life, didn't he? He gave his life for us. But if we've had people in here, and we'll tell them. Now, come on. Come on, we'll, we want you to get involved in our, our, our groups, you know, men's group. A lot of times it would be men's group, men's prayer meeting. Now, and then we'd have people say, myself and some others, you've got to get it in the Word. You've got to begin to speak the Word for yourself. You've got to confess what the Word says about you. Not look about who you've been, but who you, who you can be. Isn't that right? Well, I don't know, you know, I, and, and the constantly we we would say get in the word of god and they would they would kind of give you an excuse well you know and did you read the word this week did you do something well no i didn't have time you didn't have time to change into the person that god wants you to be 
And the next thing you know, they're down the road, back out in their stuff. You know, that can happen to us. That can happen to somebody that's been knowing the Lord for 40-some years. Amen? Soul prospers in truth if you're going to prosper in everything. 3 John 2, you'll prosper as your soul's prospering. Why am I not prospering? Maybe you're, maybe you're asking that question today. Not prospering, but why? Maybe you give more authority and more credence to somebody that's speaking into your life that doesn't know, know the truth. Now, I'm, I'm thankful that we have great doctors. And I'm thankful that they know what they know. But we have a great physician that said he paid a dear, dear price for our pains and our sufferings and our sickness and our sorrow, did he not? We have, maybe you're giving more uh, uh, credence to and authority to the news media. I hope you're not. Because you don't get, you know, all the news. How many of you like to know the rest of the news? Amen? Like to know the truth about what's going on. But you can't give authority to that. You can't listen to what the devil tells you about who you are used to be. You've got to get in the Word of God and begin to say, this is who I am now. Because if you do that, then you get, begin to prosper. <laughs> Amen? Amen. How many of you got things you want to do for the kingdom? Well, you've got to find out the will of God for your life. You've got to listen to what the Word of God says. Amen. All change starts in our soul. When we ask Christ into our life, we're born again, brand new. But if you want to change to be what he wants you to be, and it should be be like him, isn't that right? I think I've told you before, he wants you to look like you and act like him. Amen? And the reality of it is we're going to act like who we hang around with. Are you hanging around with Christians that got a negative attitude, never saw it good, always got the glass half full, not half full, or half empty and not half full? Are you just hanging around with somebody say, hey, come on, God's got a plan. God's got a purpose. God's got things for you. God has made a way where there seems to be no way, and it says that right in his word. Well, how do you know, Brother Mike, that, that that's true? Because his word is true. And I choose, I hope you do, to go with what the word says. Otherwise, you go on down your way, and you wonder why it's not working for you. Amen? Turn to Luke 15. Everybody should know this story. Say, I must, all of you, I must renew my mind if I'm to prosper. Amen. John 15, you, or Luke 15, you know this story. This is a story about two sons. You've heard it of it, the prodigal son and the other son. The other son was a Pharisee, really. But yet, this man had two sons, and t- according to Jewish law, when, when he would die, his younger son would get a third, and the older son would get two-thirds. But the younger son had a rebellious spirit, and he came to his father and said, give unto me my inheritance now. So the father did, reluctantly, I'm sure. And the, the boy went off by himself, took off by himself, and he was out doing the drugs and doing the stuff and out partying and clubbing and all that kind of stuff. 
And he got so hungry, the times had changed, and he ran out of money. How many of you know when you throw it down a rat hole, it goes pretty quick? Isn't that right? Amen. How many of you know when you give into the kingdom, you've given into long-term inheritance? Amen. But he was doing his thing. How many of you know people do their thing? Well, I don't need God, you know, I don't need him. You will, there'll be a day. <laughs> there'll be a day you wish you'd had him. But the son was out there doing his thing, partying, and he ran out of money, and he had nothing to eat. So he took up with some Gentile people, which he shouldn't have been doing anyway. And he went, that Gentile man gave him a feed to feed the pigs, and he ended up feeding the pigs. Now, one thing I like about this story, <laughs> the father didn't get in the pit with him. Did you ever have somebody praying for you? Get your life right. You want to know the will of God for your life? Pray for others. Pray for the, pray. It, the Bible says, love your enemies and pray for those that despitefully use you. Why would he have you pray for enemies? Because once on a time, we were all enemies of God. And somebody was praying for us. But anyway, the son was out there doing his thing. And in verse 17, but when he came to himself and he said, how many of my father's hired servants have, have bread enough and to, and to spare and I perish with hunger? So the Bible says he came to himself. He got back his right mind. He came to his senses after a time. Amen? Now, the day when people go uh, uh, goof up and mess up, we might say, what are you thinking? What are you thinking? What's wrong with you? What are you thinking? Have you gone nuts? What's wrong with you? You had everything you needed, and you're out here running around and in the pig pen? But he said he came to himself. It goes on the story. We see he's headed back to the father's house. And I like the part where the father was looking for him. How many of you know the father's looking for us today? The heavenly father. He was looking. You, you didn't find him, my friends. He found you. Amen. But he, he goes back to the father's house. And, and when he got back there. In verse, uh, he goes to the father and he says, in verse 18, I will arise and go to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you, and I'm no longer worthy to, call, called, uh, to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired hands. And he arose and came to his father, but when he still was a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion. Who's that sound like? That sounds like our Heavenly Father, doesn't it? Amen? He had compassion. He has compassion on us today. Compassion says, there's people hurting here today. Have somebody lay hands on them. Because I already paid the price through my son, Jesus Christ. Right? We did that already. But when he was still a great way off, his father saw him, had compassion, and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. How many of you know when you repent, truly repent, God's not holding anything against you? Amen? Quit holding it against yourself. Amen? Paul says this like this, forgetting those things that lie behind. 
How many of you know we can't change everything that lied behind? Can't change anything. All we can do is make restitution or get, ask for forgiveness. Isn't that right? But you can't change the mistakes you've made in the past or the sins you've made in the past. But you can live a new life. And that's what the father, this father said. My son, my son, my son. And he kissed him. And, and the son said, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in, in your sight. And I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to the servants, bring out the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and, sand, and sandals on his feet and bring the fatted calf here and kill it and let us eat and be merry. When we came to the Lord, he didn't say, you old sinner, now you're going to have to do something. You're going to have to pay penance. You're going to have to be, uh, do this or that or the other. No, he didn't say nothing. He said, I got more from you than you ever thought. I've just been waiting for you to come home. Amen? Amen. I'm telling you, that's, what, that's our Heavenly Father. He's got so much for us, we can't even imagine it. This young boy didn't imagine. What, he, he just was repenting. He said, man, i got to get back in the Father's house. How many of you have ever done that? But when you get there, you've got to understand, he's w- been waiting for you. And he's got far more for you than you even know. Hallelujah. And it doesn't matter your age. Quit that. Quit getting that Americanized thing. Well, I'm going to retire. You know, I'm 55 now. I'm getting a little old. I need that senior coffee. I don't disagree with it. If somebody wants to give you something, I like senior golf when it saves you 25 bucks. But I don't go around saying, hey, you know, I'm old. I'm not old. Are you old? You can be old thinking at 25 or 30. I had some friends, they still live back in, the, you know, the 60s, man. They're still driving their old cars and their old trucks and hanging out with the old music and carrying on. Now, there was some good music back there, but, but I don't listen. You know, you've got to keep going. got to keep growing. God has more for you and a lot more for you to do. How many of you like to finish so strong when you get there, when you get there before him? Well done. Well done. Come on in. Glad to see you. You did a good job. Well, you did, you, you, what about all that time I messed up? What? I don't remember any of that. But he goes on to say, verse 24, For my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to make merry. Why well, his son wasn't Dead. Not the day dead we talk about, but the Bible talks when you're dead, you're separated. Doesn't mean you're physically dead. He wasn't dead, he was partying. He, he was doing his thing. He was down clubbing, doing his thing. And they all, every, oh, it's so cool to be clubbing, you know. I mean, Bump City. Little that bump stuff, you know. Then we come to church and can't even get up and raise our hand. Well, we won't go there. <laughs> I could go a little further. <laughs> but he wasn't, cl- he wasn't dead. But he was dead in the sense that his soul was not prospering. He wasn't alive. Isn't that true? He was lost, but now he was found. Romans 8, verse 5 and 6. For those who live according to the flesh set their what? Set their what? Minds 
on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. In John, I think it's John 6.63, it says, "The, The flesh profiteth nothing, but the words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. Now, if we want to have a prosperous soul, we've got to know what Jesus has said and what the Bible has said and what he said about what he's done and what, who we are at now in Christ. Isn't that true? Amen. Say amen. amen. Shake your head around, do something, stir yourself up a little bit, and uh, we'll move on. How did the son end up in the pig pen? How did he end up stinking thinking? Went crazy, carnal mind. Got to thinking about stuff he shouldn't have been thinking about. Isn't that right? I guarantee you, 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 you set your mind on something for very long and you'll be doing what, you know, what that thing was. Now, if you sit and watch the Food Channel, which we knew somebody that did that. She couldn't eat, but she could watch the Food Channel and was hungry all the time. I guarantee you, you watch the Food Channel, and next thing you know, you were wanting to raid the refrigerator. Isn't that right? doesn't all have to be bad. I'm not saying everything. But you, where your mind is set, your carnal mind, you're thinking about the things of the flesh, things you want to do. Why do people, why do, you can't read the paper or look at the news anymore without thinking, dear God, is it, this is some of the stuff I've never even heard of people do to other people. That didn't start overnight. They planted a seed, a thought, and a nurtured that seed and that thought and it became to fruition we can do the same thing with the word of god we can push out the old life and bring in the new but we had to really think about the things of god amen amen stinking thinking you ever think of that hard attitude lost his mind people leave the church you go their own way. Some go to other churches. I understand that. But to go their own way. And you think, why? They weren't thinking the right things. Isn't that right? We used to say, what happened to brother, sister, so-and-so? Went crazy. Lost their mind. You understand what I'm saying? They weren't thinking the right things. Think about it. We've been placed here for a purpose. Say this. I've been placed here for a godly purpose. And in order to fulfill that, we have to renew something called our mind right here between our ears. And and if you don't recognize that, you need to slap yourself and say, get right. Straighten up. Get back in the word of God. Start listening to the Word of God by somebody that preaches the Word of God. Start reading the Word of God. Begin to say what the Word of God says for you. Amen? Amen. We don't graduate until we get to heaven, and then we're still going to be learning. How do we get to a place where our soul prospers? Number one, we have to think. start with right thinking. What, what's right thinking? When we find out what the Word of God says, right? Think about what the, think, uh, what the Word says. Secondly, our soul prospers with right choices. How many of you know we're free moral agents? We make choices every day. You made a choice to get up and come to church today. You didn't have to. God didn't say, hey, I'm, gonna, I'm counting up. You know, you, when he used to do that in the church I went to, they, 
what was it, uh, uh, Sunday, they always have attendance Sunday. And you, you hope you didn't miss any, you know. Didn't much matter to me at that time, but, but it did to my parents, so I kept going, <laughs> you know. But the point of it is, you made a choice to get up and come to church. You make a choice. Whatever you do today, you're going to make some sort of choice to do it. So if you're making the right choices, doing the right thing, you're going to have the right results. Amen? God is not into, well, they didn't do anything right, so I'm not going to do anything. No, he's laid it all out before us. Now we have to make a choice to either go with him, go with our flesh, or go with the devil. And most of the time, when we go with our flesh, the devil is influencing it. Amen? Come on. It's where we live. In Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 30, 19, it says, I have called heaven and earth as witness today, witnesses today against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life. What's God's will for us? Life. Isn't that right? He wants us to choose not only physical life, but a spiritual life that listens to him, goes with him, and re- gets the results that he has for us. He has a great inheritance. Amen? And he wants us to have it now. Begin to have it now. Heaven is the ultimate, but right now we can live and have some heaven right here on earth. What did he say? And, and you can go back and read it. But he, the anointing was up on him to heal the brokenhearted, set at liberty those that are bruised, cast out devil. You know, he did those things for us now. It's still a now time to have what he said we could have. And it says, therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live. How many of you want your kids and grand and grandchildren to know the Lord? Now, how many of you know there's not grandchildren in the kingdom except by their own choice? Isn't that right? They, every person is a free moral agent, and they make their own choice. Whom will I serve? What did Joshua say? I don't know about you, but th- this day I will serve the Lord. Me and my house will serve the Lord. You have to make a choice every day to do that because it's not always easy to do that, is it? Because the flesh wants to do what the flesh wants to do. You know, right? So what am I talking about? I'm talking about how we, <laughs> we get transformed and changed to receive all that God has for us in this life. And if we don't practice it, guess what? It doesn't come automatic. You may have gifts and talents and abilities, but you still got to practice. Isn't that right? That's very, very evident in the world we live in today, in the world of sports, which I like. You got some people that are just naturally gifted. If even naturally gifted, if you don't practice, if you don't put the time in, you're not going to be the player that you thought you could be. Isn't that right? Uh, Jim Knight and a few others, we go out and play golf. Gary, we won't tell him. but And we watch these pros hit these great shots. And, and he hit these great shots. And they, man. And you go out there, you haven't played for uh, three weeks, and you haven't hit any balls, you haven't been to the range, and you get out there and you think you can do what these guys do when they hit 1,000 balls a day and they have somebody that's a professional watching what the teacher, watching what they do, and you think, why can't I do that? Because you haven't put in the time and haven't practiced. Amen. How many of you know you may not have the talent they have, but you can, you can bring that level up if you just practice? doesn't matter what it is. You practice. 
some of the some of the best ball players that I've ever known weren't weren't necessarily great to begin with, didn't have the natural talent, but they put the time and effort in and heart in so much that they became good at what they did. You know them. I mean, for those of you who like sports, right? So what are we to do? If we're to be go in the kingdom and do what God wants us to do and be blessed and, uh, and see our children blessed and our descendants blessed, we'd put the time in. We renew our mind. We practice. We just get out there. Practice, practice. Gary, I know this is hard on you because Gary didn't practice. But, but we all need to practice this. Amen? Amen. So we can do that by right choices. We have choices that we have to make. Now, last scripture, we'll be closing here in just a few minutes, last passage of scriptures. Right thinking, right choices. Turn to uh, Luke. You know this, this story. I haven't told you any, well, maybe some new people here or haven't been here with us that long, but these are all scriptures that, that we've heard for many years. But this is a story about two ladies, Mary and Martha. Mary and Martha loved the Lord. They served the Lord. They both were really gifted people. They were, they were doing, they were following Jesus. And, and the story goes here in verse 38 of Luke, uh, Luke 10, 38. Now it happened as they went, that he entered a certain, as now it happened as they went, that he entered a certain village and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving and she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care? Not a very good thing to say to the one that's going to give his life for you in a few not too long, <laughs> amen. Don't you care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to come and help me. And Jesus answered and said, Martha, Martha, you're worried and troubled about many things. You know, he didn't get real mad at her. She had, she had sat at his feet before. She just got uptight about what was going on. How many of us get uptight about things? And Jesus said, just calm it down. Let's get in the word. Let's begin to pray. Listen to me. It'll work out. But one thing, say one thing, is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part which will not be taken away from her. Mary chose the word of God. He was there in the flesh, was he not? Jesus, the word of God. He was there in the flesh, and she chose to listen to what he had to say because it was going to prosper her life and prosper her soul. How many of you know we need to get in the presence of God by reading the word of God and say, this is for me today? Amen? No one's exempt. To know your will. I told you before that we're three-part beings and our soul is made up of our mind, our will, our emotions. How many of you know your will can override everything if you allow it to? It's like a muscle. The psalmist said, I will bless the Lord when? At all times. He made a choice. Your will can make a choice. You can say, I'm going to choose to search the scriptures. I'm going to choose to pray. I'm going to choose to be a part of what God's doing on the earth today. And I'll begin to prosper. Amen? We can do our will (laughs) push-ups. Serve the Lord. Read the Bible. Pray. Enter in. Give. Amen? Let me give you quickly give you five things uh, in changing 
Number one, beware of how we really think and believe. How you re- what do you really think? What do you really believe? Do you believe the Bible over the things that come against you? Or do you just, you know, well, I believe some of it and I don't believe other parts of it. Number two, believe, become aware of how God wants me to think. Well, how does he want us to think? He wants us to think what? Paul said it like this in Philippians 4, 8. Think on these things. If you want to have peace in your life, you've got to think on certain things. So you think on the things that are good, lovely, virtuous, full of praise, all those things. Amen? Think on those things. Number three, focus our thoughts on God's thoughts. So you focus on those good things. Right? Keep your thoughts. Keep your mind. Don't lose your mind. Keep your mind. Number four, practice the thoughts of God until they are your own. Amen? You can become like him. In fact, we're required to come like him if we're to prosper. Number five, and live the thoughts of God in everyday life. Amen? That's what we're to do. Say, my soul must prosper if I'm to prosper. Hey, you have that uh, uh, Romans 12, 1 and 2 in the... The Message Bible put it, put you, give you a challenge. Last scripture. Okay, this, this is the Message Bible in Romans 12, 1 and 2. So here's what I want you to do. God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, your eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embla- embracing what it... God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Amen? Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants for you and quickly respond to it. Let's don't become so enamored with our culture and so fit into our culture that we're not being like him. Amen? Amen. Say, I need to renew my mind. And when I renew my mind, my soul will prosper. Amen. Thanks for listening. We hope that this message encouraged and equipped you in your walk with Christ. Make sure to follow us on Facebook or Instagram to stay updated with what's going on at Living Word Family Church. Have a great day.